The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. No man. Now it's a pleasure to have an Eagles legend and former All-Pro cornerback Bobby Taylor with us today. How are you doing today, Bobby? You know, I'm doing okay, you know, since the Eagles lost on this past Sunday. And I was at the game. It could have been a whole lot better, but they lost to my former coach. Well, one of my former coaches, Big Red, Andy Reid. So I guess I can't be too down about that. It's bittersweet for sure. I mean, it was, tough, it was a tough loss. We were there. We were there. We saw it. We saw it. We saw it. We're still, we're still reeling right now. We're still reeling. We're trying to bring it back together. You know what I mean? <laughs> now, uh, you know, Bobby, uh, you know, when I think of your career with the Philadelphia Eagles, you were, you were as dependable as they come. You played with the Birds from 1995 to 2003. You're all pro in 2002 and selected to a Pro Bowl. But off the field, man, um, you match the same intensity. You've been doing a lot of great things in the community out there, uh, being an ambassador for the league. Um, and, and the news that you're partnering with Gen Youth and the NFL Flag in Schools program to launch the NFL Flags in School Coach of the Year Award. Um, tell us a little bit about that, man. Yeah, so definitely I've tried to use my platform to, you know, just work in the, in the youth and high school space. I think that's where I've really found my mark. And so um, this award is being put on by Gen Youth. Um, which is a nonprofit organization along with NFL flag in schools. And, and we're wanting to recognize the coach of the year, whether you are a PE coach, whether you are a coach of a high school, middle school, or even a coach at a youth program. And so I'm pretty sure all of us have come in contact with some coaches or our children right now have come into contact with some great coaches who have uh, affected their lives in a positive way. I think about some of my coaches, even all the way back to high school, um, I still stay in contact with them till today as far as just checking on them, checking on their family. They check on me. Um, I try to go visit them as much as possible. And so, you know, coaches, they, they play a vital part, especially now um, coming out of the pandemic. I think um, they're even more important. And when you think about there are some coaches that, not only are coaching, whether it's a varsity team, but they're teaching PE classes and some are also oh, teaching, um, whether it's arts, math, social studies in school as well. So, you know, the, these men and women, they need to be recognized and Gen Youth is doing a great job of that. And so I would like for anybody that's listening, watching this, watching this go to flag.genyouthnow.org. Um, nominations are open until October 13th. So 
we have, you know, maybe a week or so um, for, for you to get your nominations in. And um, I think you'll be very satisfied when you, when, you, when you see some of the prizes and the way that you'll be recognized for the potential winner. That's awesome. Absolutely, man. And as a uh, son and brother of a teacher, I really appreciate everything you're doing within the schools and just staying in that same vein. Uh, you're obviously a, a mentor for all of these, the whole younger generation of players. Uh, in a past interview, I saw that you mentioned that Mark McMillan was a mentor of yours. Uh, what nuggets of wisdom did he provide you in your younger days? And are there any defensive backs around the league that you currently act as a mentor for? Well, 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 definitely. Um, Mark was very inspirational as far as when I came to Philly because, you know, when I came there, that was when Eric Allen was leaving. And so, you know, there was a lot of rumblings about that. And here I am, a young guy um, from the South. Um, I went to Notre Dame, coached by legendary coach um, Lou Holtz. And so, you know, landing in the, 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 I guess, hotbed of Philadelphia when you think about sports talk radio and how passionate and, and engaged the fans are, you know, there was just a lot of talk about me coming into town, you know. And so, Mark, he took me under, under his wing and just taught me how to be a pro, really. You know, he taught me how to, you know, study. I thought I had good study habits when it came to – being in the classroom, breaking down film and things of that nature. But um, Mark did a great job in doing that and, and, and helping me in my transition from um, college to the pros. And you asked about um, guys right now that are, mm -hmm. there are not many guys right now that are in the, um, in, in the NFL, but for example, my son, he's, he's, he's a senior getting ready to graduate. Um, a pretty um, highly rated recruit. And so he just signed, a, a, he committed to go to Texas A&M to play football. And so, you know, his age group, you know, I have my hands on a lot of those guys that are younger, they're getting ready to come up. And so, um, you know, I would gladly uh, mentor some of the guys that are, I mean, some of the guys that are right there in Philadelphia. You know, I think there are probably some, some words of wisdom or some different nuggets I probably could, um, contribute to help them be a little bit more successful. But, you know, I'm definitely um, happy with the space that I've been able to affect and, and, like I said, use my platform because I think that's what it's all about. I mean, when you think about some of the top executives or what have you in different companies around, around the, the world, so to speak, they all talk about mentors and mm -hmm. maybe this particular person that pulled them to the side that, that helped them through a difficult time um, doing their, their business cycle. And so, you know, that's where I've la landed in the youth and high school space. And I'm, you know, I'm, I'm very happy where I am right now. Awesome. I mean, uh, I mean, going back to your playing days, uh, which were amazing, by the way, I mean, growing up in that time and seeing you guys excel like you did uh, and, and just the, 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 the whole idea of defense, when I think of that those defensive units that you pulled out there, I mean, the secondary was so yeah. elite that 2002, uh, year I mean you make the you make a all pro Brian Dawkins is back there you know Troy Vincent I mean tell us what it was like uh being in the locker room with with leaders uh, not only on the field but off the field I, I know you know Vincent's uh, EVP of uh NFL football operations I mean well, what was it like playing with those guys yeah it was great you know what it, it was more than just uh, what we did on the field you know we didn't just work together 
I mean, we're family. We still stay in contact right now. Um, a lot of the things that I'm doing now with the Legends community um, over at the NFL, um, Troy brought me over to do some of the things that I'm doing right now, and I'm grateful for that. And so, you know, our relationship is deeper than just what it was on the field. On the field, it was definitely special, and I think it showed in the way that we played. I mean, I was happy for those guys with the success that they were having within the team and individually as well. You know, when Brian was um, inducted into the Hall of Fame, I felt like a piece of me went in there as well. And so, you know, Troy right now, he's up. Um, and hopefully, um, you know, the, the voters would take a, a, a real hard look as far as nominate, not nominate him, but voting him into the Hall of Fame, not only for what the things that he's doing when he played, but off the field as, as well. And so, you know, it's, I mean, I can go on and on as far as talking about those guys. Every time we get together, we always busting it up and um, exchanging stories and things of that nature. And so, you know, we just have a, a very, very special relationship that, you know, started on the field, but, you know, it goes farther than that. Yeah, we bumped, we actually bumped into you uh, real quick at, uh, at Canton, like we were just walking in, but we were like, yo, Bobby. So it's, it's <laughs> great to finally uh, have you on the show. Absolutely. Well, thanks for having me, guys. I mean, I, I've heard about what you guys are doing and, you know, keep up the good work. And thank you for um, allowing me to be able to, um, you know, use your podium to um, put out there what we're doing with Gen Youth. And so I want to I want to mention the website again, go to flag.genyouthnow.org. Um, nominations are open until October 13th. And we got, uh, we got a couple more questions for you. Yeah, so, I mean, t talking about that team that you were on uh, back in the day with B-Dog, Troy Vincent, everybody, I I'm a little bit of a, of a younger buck. I, uh, I don't have as much salt and pepper in my beard as Gail does. Distinguished, right? Absolutely. So, as a younger fan, I actually I have a limited memory of uh, the games that went on in the vet. Can you just tell me, from a player perspective, uh, what it was like to play there and how that energy on game day differs from that of the link i mean you know it was scary really right when you think about like modern day stadiums now i mean fans are spoiled and definitely players are spoiled because you know the vet was i mean i would just be just being transparent it was a dump when you think <laughs> about like how dirty it was and nasty but that was our home and we embraced that i mean we went there every day before the NovaCare complex was completed. And so that's where we practiced. That's where, you know, we had our meetings and obviously that's where we played. And so, mm -hmm. you know, we felt like it was a home field advantage for us. I can remember, you know, looking up in the 700 level and, you know, seeing, seeing, you know, guys fighting. I'm not sure if I saw any women fighting up there <laughs> in the stands, but, you know, it was insane. And, and, and we love being a part of that. I mean, the, the blue collar mentality and we, and we tried to adopt that. Um, in the way that we played on the field. Absolutely. That's crazy. Now, uh, you know, the NFL is a trendy league, right? I mean, in the whole idea of a big corner with the ability to cover and blanket receivers, I mean, that's like a luxury. But, you know, there's not too many athletes at your size that can actually do what you've done. I mean, I mean, I, this is for another story, but I mean, you set trends that you're not only you're the big corner, but you're also one of the only Eagles cornerbacks to be on MTV Cribs. But being, <laughs> being, being one of those guys, I mean, what about your game uh, made you so special at the cornerback position? Well, just a quick story, right? When it comes to 
coaching and like how important coach coaching is. So coming out of high school, I was the top safety in the country. And, you know, I went to Notre Dame and I was able to start uh, my freshman year. And so we're in spring ball. I was starting at safety and we were getting ready to have a, uh, a, a scrimmage and coach host just came up to me right before the scrimmage. I mean, no pre-warning, no, no prior <laughs> notice, anything. He was like, Hey, Bobby, we want to try you at corner. And I looked at him like, and I'm like, okay, I'm a, I was really pissed off, but I was like, you know what? Okay. I'm going to just try it. This is just a scrimmage. You know, it's not like we're getting ready to play USC or Michigan or whomever at the time, Florida state. And so I go out there and play corner and I never, I've never played, I never played safety again. And so maybe there was a blessing in disguise for me. Um, and, you know, I, I, I give all of that to Coach Holtz. I mean, fortunately, I, I played other sports as well, ran, ran track, I played basketball. Um, and so I think some of those skills helped transfer to what I was able to become as a football player. And, you know, I'm just grateful for it um, because, like I said, when Coach Holtz initially told me that, I mean, I was I was hot. I was like, no, <laughs> like, no way possible. But I trusted him and – you know, the rest is history. Was there a moment during that scrimmage where it clicked for you that, like, this is where I'm supposed to be at corner? Well, you know what? I did get an interception, and I ran it back for a touchdown. So right <laughs> maybe maybe, maybe that's what it was. Exactly. <laughs> but, um, that return against you know, the, still uh, at the Falcons. Time, I just felt yeah. like, man, I'm on safety. But, like I said, it worked out. And for any young guy or young, young lady that's listening, sometimes, you know, you have to listen to your coach and trust that process. And I did in that particular time, and that's my testimony when it comes to me playing cornerback. Awesome. Uh, well, one more question for me. Um, it, it seems, I mean, you were just talking about how uh, athleticism, you've talked about your son. He's a, a high-ranking uh, high prospect in high school. Uh, your father was an Olympic gold medalist back in 1972. You're an Eagles legend. Athleticism clearly runs in your family. So what work ethic did your father instill in you, and what of that have you passed on to your children? Well, really it's just, you know, if you have a natural, natural ability – you know, you need to try to like push it to the fullest to be able to get to wherever you want to. And so what I talk to a lot of kids about is, you know, because, you know, you hear a lot of kids and parents, are like, I'm going to hustle and make it to the NFL. I said, nah, I said for me, the hustle was to use my um, athletic ability and what I was able to do in the classroom to be able to get a scholarship and have my school paid for and then if you have a possible a chance of being able to go to the pros, like that's the blessing. Mm -hmm. Like the hustle is using what you can use to get to that point. But when you make it to a, the professional levels, I mean, I totally view that as being a blessing on all levels. 100%. Now, uh, you know, just thinking about the starting cornerbacks of the Philadelphia Eagles, you know what they're going through at this moment. If there's one, uh, piece of advice that you could give to Darius Slay and, and Steven Nelson? You know what? I saw a comment where I think he made, I don't know, he said something about um, Tyreek Hill. Um, about he's never had a it, it, I don't know, yards but, against him. Yeah, but I, yeah. I just thought that that was like misguided, especially like after you just lost, you know, right? It's like, okay, I mean, we are, we lose together and we win together and we have to just take that. And I know it's hard, you know, having social media and you can control certain narratives and things of that nature or what have you. But, you know, for me personally, I, I probably wouldn't have said anything. And, it, and it's tough to take the high road and not say things because you have people that are, 
you know, you don't know their face, you don't know anything, and they're they're making certain comments um, and on social media. But you know, you just have to take the high road. Yeah. Is there any one in particular play that you can think back on that just really resonates with you? A really memorable moment in your career, uh, whether you made a big play, something big on the team happened. Is there anything that you can think of that comes to mind? You know what? It, it, it's kind of hard to um, summarize it into one play specifically, but for example, being from Texas, um, getting drafted by the Eagles, you know, majority of my family, right? Even though I played for the Eagles, and you guys gonna hate to hear this, yeah. they, <laughs> oh they, they, they remain they remain cowboy fans. Oh. Like, you know, cousins, aunts, uncles, and what's so crazy about it? Like, I really didn't know that, right? Like, they kept it a secret, and so like when I would go back to Texas, I'm spending all this money buying tickets, 30, 40 tickets, You're spending all this money because I wanna you know, let them share in with me being in the league, right? And so it's funny, my grandmother, she, she's um passed away now, but she pulled me to the side after one game and she was like, Bobby, she was like, you see your uncle, you see your cousin, you see, <laughs> she like, they want you to do good, baby, but they want the Cowboys to win. I said, granny, for real? And that was like really a shock to me, right? Because yeah. Because I'm like, okay, here you one of your family. It's not like anybody I anybody else in our family had played in the NFL or what have you. And so right. I'm like, man, I just know they um my my biggest fans. They want us to win and blah 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 blah. But you know that's how deep um the I guess the blood runs um here in Texas when it comes to the Cowboys. And so I think that's pretty interesting. And and another part of that, I have peers that have played in the NFL that didn't play for the Cowboys, but now in retirement, they're Cowboy fans. And I just look at them like, like, how is that serious? Like, okay, you were fortunate enough, blessed enough to play in the league. Didn't, you never played for the Cowboys, but you a Cowboy fan? Like, come on now. And that, that's that, that's something that we talk about, honestly, a lot uh, on our podcast, because, I mean, Cowboys fans, they're, we have all sorts of names for them, right? Um, but we, we have... Me, this, let me hear a couple. Let me hear a couple. A cockroach at the, at the top of the list. They're, they're a bunch of cockroaches as far as we're concerned. Um, but the, the real cockroaches, in uh, a lot of our opinions, is the ones that grew up in the Philadelphia area, never even been to Texas, and they find themselves being lifelong Cowboys fans. What do you think about fans like that, that, that really have no ties to the Cowboys, but kind of just want to stick the knife and twist it in Eagles fans. You know, I mean, that that's, that's tough. Right. And I can, I can honestly say during the time that I've been in Philly, like, I, I don't know if I've met many folks that are, you know, grew up in Philly from that area. And they say that they are cowboy fans. I, I, I've just never met any. And if I have, maybe you're they lucky. Kept, <laughs> maybe, maybe they, maybe they kept her the secret. And so, yeah, that's, that, that's, that's, um, that's sad. That's sad. <laughs> just because when you think about, I mean, because I know how big of a fan I, I can assume that you you all are. And of course, you know, all of the folks that, you know, are fortunate I've been able to be around and being there this past weekend. And, um, you know, that's tough right there. I, I can't even I'm almost speechless as far as and I can't even make up an excuse of, of why that would be. But I guess you're right. They are cock, they are cock, cockroaches. <laughs> yeah, we have a guy on our show, Prime. His his brother is uh, actually a 
Cowboys fan and he's an Eagles fan. So it's, it's very weird dynamic. We'll have our show and his brother will pop up. I'm like, yo, your brother keeps popping up on the show. He's putting his teeth in. <laughs> but it is what it is. Uh, you know, just talking about uh, Bobby Taylor, the football player, you know, like because, you know, as, a, as an older Eagle fan, I always got to tell the younger Eagle fans about, you know, the, the, you know, the playmakers, the, the guys before, um, you know, their time. You know, Bobby Taylor was swaggy, man. Like Bobby Taylor was like we talked about the trendy big corner. I mean, the fact that uh, we, we mentioned it earlier, uh, being on MTV Cribs, I mean, they don't just grab you know because i my day job i do work with uh mtv and nickelodeon okay, okay so cool. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna have to find that um the mtv mtv Chris, like, ah, don't don't fly. <laughs> <laughs> like, they don't stop bringing up old stuff hopefully hopefully they trust you, you know, they don't necessarily verify but hopefully they trust you <laughs> um so uh what was what was what was that experience like did you get a lot of um you know flack from the from from, from the homies yeah, you know what? I I probably got more flack about the end of it because I think at the end I was like outside and it's Texas, you know, it's hot. I was I had a swimming pool and I think I threw my shirt off and then jumped in the <laughs> jumped in the water or something like that. But that was probably the biggest part as far as um you know guys getting on me about it. Actually, you know, there were actually some guys that wanted to like come in and like, hey, let us know because they told me prior to and they gave me a date when, when they were going to do the filming. And, you know, it was actually a two two day deal because the first day that they came, you know, and it's hot in Texas, it was probably like almost 100 degrees and they wanted you to turn on every light in the house. They had lighting that they had to plug in and like my the, I don't know if it was a transformer or something like blue. And I had to like call repairmen <laughs> to like come out and like fix it. And so, you know, that part was a cluster. And, and, and I didn't, re it, it really made me respect more the production side of what goes into, you know, taping and um, shooting and different things like that. But, you know, it was cool. You know, I may have, you know, got a couple of chicks, you know, for, for because I was on, you know, MTV Crib that recognized me. From the, from that or what have you, but um, I don't, I I'm not mad at you, and, you, and you know they're bringing back MTV Cribs. So if I you know happen to speak to a maybe a producer, say hey, you know, I'm just thinking about doing a part two. You know, he's more grown up. He's you know it's gonna be a grown up version of Cribs. Um, I'll let him know. Yeah, you know, and, and probably the other part of that, they but why, why why would they put me on the episode with Richard Branson when they? <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they featured little John, Richard Branson, then myself. Hey. And he had a whole freaking island yeah. that, they, that, they, that they talked about. And he talked about, you know, Mariah Carey. She's been took a shower here, or <laughs> I'm just like, man, like, really? Like, why would you put me on the episode with this guy? But you know, it's it's cool. Hey, but um, did he, but but did he pick off Michael Vick and run it back into an end zone in a big game? Right? Did he do anything like that? No. Did Lil John do that? No. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it was cool though. That was cool. That, that was the young, the young Bobby right there. The young Bobby. Yeah. Swaggy Bob. Okay. We'll call you Swaggy Bob. Okay. Cool. That's, that's, that's cool. <laughs> now, um, you know, before we uh, get out of here, I mean, um, we're, we're getting an opportunity to interview one of your brothers, uh, close, uh, on the field brothers, uh, 
Brian Dawkins. Uh, we're we're going to be talking about his book, um, you know, Blessed by the Best. Um, and it, we, we just want to give you the opportunity if there's anything, a message that you would want to pass on to your brother, Brian. I mean, well, first of all, I, I would just say I, that's I, I love B Dog, not just who he he is or was as a football player, but just as a man, a man of faith, a family man, a father, a husband, and you know, it's it's a relationship, especially with myself, Brian, and Troy. We we stay, still stay in contact to this day, probably a couple of months ago, myself and Brian, we jumped on Troy Vincent, his wife, Tommy has a, a podcast. We jumped on there and, you know, just reminisced, loved on each other and um, talked about, you know, some old times out there on the field. You know, I always used to say like, hey, before the game, like, hey dog, like, please don't hit me, man. Like, <laughs> like friendly fire, you know, we talk about friendly fire, but, but there had been a couple of times where like Brian would like get you and guys, we, we would come back. That would put guys in the, in the um, training room more so as opposed to what happened between us and the other team, the friendly fire from, from B dog. But, you know, it was just an honor for me to play with him. Um, you know, I saw all of the work that he put into it. I know his journey. Um, you know, when he went into the hall of fame, I felt like a part of me, went into the hall of fame because I'm like, you know, I'm talking to my kids. Like, you see that play? Like, that's me right there to the right. That's me <laughs> underneath. So, you know, I feel like we play good complimentary football with each other. And I was just happy to um, be a part of his, his journey. And, you know, like I said, I love the guy. He's, he's a brother. Um, and I'm just happy to see, you know, what he's doing right now. And after the game is very powerful. I know he's helping people all over the country and, you know, like I said, we we continue to support each other to this day. That's awesome. And when he when he got inducted, we we had to sign, and we're just like, if he makes it, we make it. As fans, it's like you know one of those guys that you always root for. And at the end of the day, it's it's it was it was that whole experience at camp was great. I mean, again, we met you out there. I ended up bump, bumping into Connie, and we had the sign, and she had she's like, hey. Uh, where'd you get that sign from? I was like, well, we just made it. We're just trying to hype up some fans and just, you know, appreciate of, of what Brian is. And then at the time, like I looked at her, I'm like, I was like, Connie. And she was like, <laughs> she's like, how, you know me? I was like, uh, you're only the backbone to Brian Dawkins. Um, yeah. She, kind of Connie's the star too, for sure. <laughs> so she said, okay, well, why don't you come and hang out with the family? So I, she brought me over to the family, hung out. She took the sign and she had uh Brian sign it. And then, uh, uh, we gave one, we gave one to them as well. We sent them one to them as well. So it was, it was a nice moment, but I mean, just overall, I just think you guys are great representatives of, uh, the Philadelphia Eagles. And there's a lot of cherished memories that you guys brought to the table. Uh, and we, we don't forget that as diehard fans, you know, there's the, there's the casuals, there's the Super Bowl fans, but there are, the, there are a lot of diehard Eagle fans. And at the end of the day, when you come to the city, you're around, um, you know, it's always good, good vibes. And, whatever we can do to support you guys we're we're always here for you and we appreciate you uh taking the time to you know talk with fourth and john oh yeah for sure man you guys keep doing what you're doing hopefully next time in town I'm, i mean next time i'm in town i'll look you up i definitely plan to bring like because i was just there by myself this past weekend we had bring, a tailgate man yeah I mean, 
Yeah, I mean, you, it's crazy, right? It was. I would. I could not be more honored to make you a cheesesteak at this hey, tailgate. Watch what I eat, but hey, I got a, a, a nice <laughs> appetite, and you know, to bring my fam, my kid, my my kids back because they never really like saw me play or whatever, mm -hmm. to, like experience that. So I'll definitely look you guys up next time I'm, I'm in town and I'll definitely stop by for sure. We love it, man. Th thank you so much again uh, for your time today, Bob. We really appreciate it. And uh, is there anything else you wanted to plug for, for Gen Youth? Yeah, no, I would just say go to flag.genyouthnow.org. Um, nominations are open until October 13th. And you know, if you have a coach, if you have their PE teacher that has affected your life, affected your child's life, or, you know, your cousin or your niece, your nephew, you know, ladies, um, males, I mean, nominate them. I, because like I said, they, they've played, I know coaches and PE teachers have played an important part of my life and still do to this day. So. Awesome. Continuing awesome. to do great work, even after your career, man. We really appreciate it. Thank All right. you, Bobby. You guys, you guys have a good one. You as well, Bobby. Take care. Yes, right. sir. Have a good one, Bobby. All right. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. -ba -ba.